You're listening to the Empowered Parent Podcast with Ryan and Kayla North, hosted by Chris Turner, a One Big Happy Home production. This podcast equips parents to empower their children and build healthy relationships throughout the home in order to see lasting change and thrive as a family. This is for families of all kinds, especially those who are parenting kids through adoption, foster care, kinship care, or in the process. This podcast is a trust-based, trauma-informed, connected parenting resource. To learn more, visit OneBigHappyHome.com. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. Joining me once again are Ryan and Kayla North. Hey, Chris. How are you guys Whoa. doing? Hello, Christopher. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why that always just makes me laugh because I'm always waiting to see what you're going to say. Once <laughs> again, as always, this time... Unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> that, that harkens back to the uh, the way I introduced Ryan at Tapestry Conference this past year. Yeah, for real. Like, you know, yeah, for, the, for those who the weren't best, there. But... <laughs> yes, for, those, was it, for we... those who weren't there, uh, when it, you know, I, I gave my opening spiel. We, we took care of the housekeeping items. And then it was finally time to bring Ryan on stage because he was the first speaker of the day. And... Uh, what I told the audience, both uh, there live with us and those watching at home, was uh, you know, here at Tapestry Conference, uh, it's very important to us to be able to deliver the best information, bring in the best speakers possible for our audience, because we care this much about you to, to, to do this for you. And unfortunately, the best was not uh, uh, able to be with us today. So here's Ryan North. <laughs> and of course, Ryan loved it because of the whole Rolling Stones uh, thing that it's tied to. But there were people in the audience. I saw the looks in their faces. They're like, "Did he really just say that?" <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, I mean, that was the uh, that was almost word for word the uh, the Guns and Roses intro of the nineties. Oh, Guns wanted... and Roses. Yeah, that yeah. Was... You, yeah, you wanted the best. Well, they couldn't make it, so here's what you get. <laughs> Oh my gracious um, me! Which, 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 by the way, well, just before we get into actually important things, yes. um, <laughs> the actual what? The, this the, isn't the, the important stuff. The the origin of that um, breaking news: Chris Turner is a secret agent, and he just got an alert that's going to self destruct. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. The bat uh, signal just went off. <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah. So in the 1970s, and I think they still do to this day. That's our kiss. Always were introduced. Somebody's yelled okay. into a microphone. You wanted the best. You got the best. Here they are, Kiss. And so the Guns N' Roses thing was a riff on that. You wanted the best. Well, they couldn't make it. So here's what you get <laughs> from Hollywood. Guns and Roses. And so, roses. So, so first of all, I enjoyed it because, because it now has eternally linked me to one of the great rock and roll bands of all time. But two, um, I just enjoy that kind of thing. It just makes me laugh. Um <laughs> And, and you know what, if you, um, you're real, you're, 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 uh, your friend, you know, your friends don't take shots at you behind your back. They take shots at you to your face. There you um, go. Yes. And I, and, and I guess we're good. For, I guess that means we're not just regular friends, but we're good we're friends. We're really good Be- friends. <laughs> yeah. Because you took shot, you took a shot of me to my face in front of people with a microphone attached to your head. <laughs> Oh my so what do you want to so talk about tonight, my good friend? <laughs> so, yes, the, the whole reason we're recording, other than to make each other laugh. Um, so there's a question that we tend to get a, a, a lot 
from our adoptive foster and kinship parents. And that's, look, all this connection stuff's really great. I, I really want to work on this with, with, you know, with my kids. But what do you do when you've got multiple kids with trauma issues and you really want to devote time to implementing these principles, but I spend all my time putting out fires and dealing with, you know, this kid's melting down. Well, I get this kid calmed down and then this kid starts melting down. So I got to go deal with that kid. And then this kid starts melting down again or another kid starts melting. Like, right. yeah, <laughs> the struggle is definitely real, right? Oh, so, for sure. So I well, thought that would be a good point of discussion for us is what do we do in those situations when we're, we're desperate to, to try to, to get these things implemented, but we literally do not have the time because we're, we're constantly putting out fires. Yeah. Kayla, just, be, just before you, uh, you jump in over there, because I know that you, you've got something, because I've heard you answer this question before. Um, I mean, there's so many versions of that question that exist. It's, um, you know, I have multiple children who need, uh, who, and it, you know, think about it in a proactive sense. It's not just in a reactive sense where, where this, this, this child is struggling with an issue and then this child is struggling with an issue and we, we're trying to figure all of that out. Think of it in, in a proactive sense, in, in the sense of, well, I know that I have to uh, intentionally make time to connect with my children every day, mm. but I have six, six kids. How do I figure <laughs> that out? Right? I mean, so, that, so that's, that's really, um, really is a part of it. And so we have to consider, um, you know, the positives and the negatives of that, because like Chris Turner said, the struggle is real. Yeah, well, and because a lot of things, you know, when you watch a video, um, like if you watch a video of Dr. Purvis, she's interacting one-on-one -on -one with a kid and she has an, like somebody else that's there with her that she sends to go get a drink for the kid. And, you know, she's got other people who take them to go do sensory things. Right. So there's a lot of people working with a child. It's in a the lot of these scenarios. ideal situation is what those are. Absolutely. Yeah. Like if we could have that situation with every kid as they come into our house, if we could have six months where they were like our undivided focused attention on them, I mean, it would be well, perfect. It would, I mean, obviously it, it's like a, it's like in a lab, but it's not real life. Yeah. And we know that's not real life. And we understand that that's not real life, but it's hard to look past and go, okay, I can still take these principles and I can do them, but how do I take it and make it, look like we've got soccer practice at six o'clock and then from there we have to come home and get kids in bed before we go um you know pick up this other kid who's got karate until nine and then oh this kid needs food so I've got to run to the store because I forgot to get food that they need for class tomorrow I mean you know we've got there's real life that happens yep. and so everybody kind of goes what on earth it's it's probably the number one reason that when families say to me, I'm considering adopting a sibling set of five, I say, are you sure about that? <laughs> because as much as I love keeping sibling sets together, it's really hard to bring that many kids with a trauma history into your home and give them all what they need. It can be done, but your life is going to look drastically different than it did before. Yep. Even just bringing two. I mean, we've never had more than two at a time that were placed in our home, right? So we never had to transition more than two at a time. Um, 
even though we have six kids. So I mean, there's always more than just two. Right. Yeah, hold on a sec. Hold on a second, though. I, I need I need to I need to rat you out because I know Uh-oh. of the t- of the time when you were able to snap your fingers and tell somebody to run and get a lemonade for a kid. And I and I remember that. I did and, do it one time. It was really fun. And I apologize. <laughs> and I apologize. Um, I uh, I didn't realize I, I was looking at Chris when I started talking. I didn't notice that you were drinking. So I apologize for any. <laughs> Any issues that may have caused there, but I remember you were I so almost excited. Spit you put my tea into the microphone, but you, it's okay. You, you called me and told me about this, so so I mean, I be confessional now. I was very proud. Okay, yeah, I was really excited. I I literally, I'm pretty sure I probably posted it on Facebook. This was about five years ago, <laughs> and we had a little girl living with us. Um, it was a single mom, and she had you know her four and a half year old. They were living with us at the time, and. She was, she was a challenge. You know, she had a lot of meltdowns and she had a lot of just big, big emotions and struggles. And we hadn't been in that season of meltdowns mm. for a while. And so then we were like kind of immersed and it was like they moved in with us like the week before Christmas and were with us for about nine months. And so we were like immersed in it. And so I had been gone one day. I can't even remember where we went. And we'd stopped at like Chick-fil-A on the way home. Um from where we were going and we were coming home to put the wherever we'd been we stopped at chick-fil-a we got like kids meals they were like eating them in the car on the way home and i had two four-year-olds and i was like these four-year-olds have got to take a rest when we get home because they are toast like they (laughs) have been and so we get home and i don't even remember exactly what happened but i just remember that she was having the biggest meltdown in the whole world. So I like finally get everybody unloaded, right? So I've got like seven children because the mom, the single mom was, she worked nights. So she was sleeping. So I had all these kids by myself during the day. They were all like, you know, I had a few teenagers, I had a couple teenagers, I think. And so I'm like, okay, you teenagers help the little ones get in the car. I'm going to take this one. And she's just flailing in my arms. And she's like, you know, and I'm taking her upstairs and I'm going to sit with her and help her calm and let her, you know, take a little nap. And she finally, in between sobs, was like, I I want my lemonade. Because she'd had a lemonade was her drink that she got. And I was like, and I was like, quick. And I told, I called the kid's (laughs) name and I was like, quick go get her lemonade. And they brought it to me and I gave it to her and she sat in my lap and she drank the lemonade and she just like melted. And then she was just like, it was within like five minutes. She was asleep and I called Ryan and I was like, I had a Dr. Purvis moment. (laughs) I called and said, somebody get me this kid a lemonade and they did it. It worked. It was beautiful. I haven't had any of those moments since then. Um, It doesn't really, but it was, it was, I literally felt like, oh my gosh, that was like, you now been... lemonades. Did yeah, you point I mean, it, snap your fingers. It it worked beautifully, and if I had that all of the time, and I have amazing kids that will help me if I if they can, right? And yep. so sometimes we do have that older kid that we can specifically say, "Hey, will you go get me this?" And but sometimes we have a whole bunch of little people at our house. I mean, mm-hmm. when we went, when we had six kids, when we hit our number six in our house, all of our kids were nine and under. Right? When we I hit, mean, like, when we hit. I'm sorry to interrupt, but when we hit number six, that's language consistent with when we hit the jackpot. And I'll tell you that the, <laughs> it didn't feel like the jackpot. No, because yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure we've told the story before, but we went from three to six in six months, and it was um, less and, than six months. I mean, it was like three months. 
Well, okay, well, whatever. Okay, that's that's an even harsher story, right? But but yeah. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you see how do you see how trauma trauma impacts your like your your perception of time? It was yeah. three months. I thought it was six. I, I'm, that's I mean, that that's sort of tongue in cheek. But but we all know, gosh, that if you had multiple placements at the same time, it is all hands on deck fire drill for a while. It is um, go, going on there because because now there's no man coverage anymore. Now you're just playing zone and hoping that you can pick something up in the pattern, right? For all the football loving people out there. <laughs> um, but but. But but we did, um, and, and and I wanted to say this before we before we got started. But but if we have an episode that's downloaded four thousand times, okay, we had, we had a recent episode that's downloaded four thousand times so far. So let's assume that 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 this episode gets downloaded four thousand times. Well, I mean, years ago we asked some people who were uh, a few hundred families, how many kids live, are currently living in your home, and we averaged five kids per household. So if we, so no pressure to you two, but if we actually provide some helpful advice in this episode, we could potentially positively impact the world for 20,000 children in the next few weeks. So say helpful so, things. So, so no, we should be helpful no and practical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no yes. pressure at all. No pressure at all. But, but, but that, isn't that exciting though when you think about the potential here, right? Because we might hit 4,000 oh, yeah. downloads in a, in a couple of weeks on this episode. And, and then yeah. to realize that if, if those averages hold and, and we just finished the five-day connection challenge and I think we had a family in there that had 12 kids um, or, or somewhere recently I saw that, that we were connected to something. So it's like five is the average, but it could even be higher than that. And so, and I think yeah. that's one of the great, I mean, that's the great thing about doing the podcast is that, is that we're able to, 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 to potentially positively impact um, things for, for a great many children. Um, and, and that's exciting to me, but, but again, just here to remind you that the pressure is on. So say good things. <laughs> well, let, well, so things. When you, let me just say, meaningful yeah. things. let me just say before we move on that, for those families who are above that average, like this family with with twelve kids, uh, first of all, God bless you, and second <laughs> of all, I, I I feel I feel somewhat blessed myself that my family is doing its part to hold that average down by having less than five. <laughs> um, so you're in the below average right. category. We're in the below average category. Okay. Yes. Chris is like okay. the only time in my life I've ever been pleased to admit to being below average. <laughs> That's right. Is now. Oh, well, yeah. Well, and that's it. I mean, I'm I'm part of some like Facebook groups where it's like large adoptive families, and you have to have at least five or six kids to even be part of the group. Mm. Like, and there are people that have like a ton of kids, and and they're doing the best they can. But you know, when we start talking connected parenting strategies, they're like, "Well, that's great if you've got two kids." But here I have, you know, like a football team at my house. And so I'm going to need somebody to give me something practical that I can do with all of my kids. Right. Um, and there's, I mean, we could, there's a lot of different things that we could say in this. So I'm trying to think of like the most practical things. Um, well, because well, the, while you're okay, trying what, to think. No, you said you're trying to think of the most practical things. And so I was thinking because oftentimes, like I mentioned a little earlier, we always think about, we tend to think about this issue in the reactionary, from the reactionary position. There is something going on. How do I react to it? But if we're, but if we're going to, but if we are firmly going to stand on the foundation that you need to connect, 
right, that connection is the foundation upon which all good relationships are built, then, then let's just take a few minutes before we get to some of the reactionary stuff, um, because let's leave it with how do we react well, because, you know, leave, leave people remembering that, because for most people, that, that's, that's kind of where they start going, okay, like, I need help with the, the, the issue I'm struggling with now, and when we can, can, can clear that minefield, so to speak, then we can get back to building connection. But I think that's the wrong way to look about it because even while you're trying to clear the minefield, you still have to build that connection. And so one of the things that we do proactively in in this house is we love laughing together. And so um, I know I read somewhere that said the successful people don't watch TV. I disagree with that. Um, I think that it's it, it, it's I think that that we're moderately successful and I watch TV so I'm fine with it but but one of the things that we do as a family is is one of the great ways to connect is to have fun together so we like laughing together and so we'll pick some TV shows that are fun TV shows and we'll watch them with the kids at night uh, or while we're having dinner or or even with some of the older kids um, we'll we'll have to, when the younger kids go to bed watch an episode but we like the fun ones because we're all laughing together and then we'll talk about it and if somebody says something and does like voicey things the kids will try to impersonate that and so um, if if you want to know what those are um, just shoot us an email and we'll share some of those but we love having fun together with the kids um, we also like playing uh, games with multiplayers, and so now we're, we're, we're working on having fun together because having fun together and engaging kids playfully is a great connection tool, and so we'll play uh, Quirkle is a, ki- a game that the, the, the current favorite in the house here, um, Uno, which is, which is a great game because they have decks of uh, themed Uno decks for everything now, and so never get bored because oh look you guys are into minecraft daddy bought minecraft uno and then we rekindle (laughs) the love of uno in them that way and so we do a lot of fun connection building things and we find that when we're in a place where we're really connected to the children the meltdowns are less and kayla and i will you know and this is the deal you got to make with your spouse um, if you're parenting together, if you're a single parent, if, if you have somebody who's who's proximate to you or is in your home a lot or around you and the children a lot, I suggest you make the same deal with them, and that is to um, and that is to to say, hey, look, we need to check on each other, and we need to kind of debrief at the end of the day. And there've been many conversations that Kayla and I have had where I said, look, I think we really need to do a better job about engaging this child, or she'll say, look, I think we need to really watch how we respond to this child, and and let's do this differently, and 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 those things. And you can't, and you just have to realize we're in this together. We want what's best for the family, and so if we can have keep that mindset about it, it doesn't. It's not critical. It's just, hey, we're just trying to do the best we can over here uh, with what we got and help each other on track. And so, for me, I think that the proactive investment, what we see is if we're really are faithful to that task, um, the, the 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 need for responsiveness and reactionary interventions diminishes. Uh, diminishes pretty quickly now that's not always true right we have yeah. uh, have over the years found that to be true so when that's not always true we have to be able to equip people for reactionary type stuff right hey friends this is dallas your empowered parent podcast producer i wanted to tell you about our patreon page and how you can become a patreon subscriber if you go to patreon.com slash empowered parent you can sign up to support our podcast starting at just five dollars a month There's also other levels where you can get access to exclusive audio content and guest interviews, recorded classes, monthly Q&As to answer your questions, and also personal parent coaching, where you can share some struggles you may be having and brainstorm ideas and get some resources to really help your family. 
We so appreciate you listening. And we would love your support for the podcast and to become a part of our Patreon family of listeners. To sign up, visit patreon.com slash empoweredparent. Yeah, and I do think that we oftentimes we start on the wrong side of things. We start on the how do I correct these behaviors? So, and I know why, because people are saying, well, I've got these meltdowns happening. So what am I supposed to do with these other kids while the meltdown is happening? How do I implement a choice or, you know, like, how do I, how do I use choices and compromises when I've got, you know, three kids that are all fighting with each other and I need to address each one of those three, right? Sibling rivalry or, or whatever it is that's involving more than one child. And you're trying to figure out how do I do this with more than one child? And so, um, but I think all the proactive strategies, that is, that's where we have to start because for every, you know, for every meltdown that we're having during the day, you know, that's what we've got to do in those proactive strategies. We've got to do those. So like, you know, if you're having, you know, you're like, well, we usually have, you know, one big meltdown a week from, you know, one of our kids and that just takes us out for half a day. Well, then we're spending, you know, we're spending a significant amount of time every week, you know, addressing some of those things proactively that are causing the meltdowns, right? But if we've got kids that are melting down every single day, we get exhausted and we think, I don't have time to add anything proactive in, when the reality is we need to add proactive in even more than before. Mm. And it might mean that we say no to some things. It might mean that for a season, and I know we've talked about this before on here, where we've had seasons where none of our kids did any extracurricular activities. We were not volunteering at Sunday school. We were not um, the first one to, you know, sign up to be room mom or to sign up to do, um, you know, bring things like there have been seasons where people have said, I need somebody to volunteer for this. And I said, I'm glad to give you 20 bucks to buy something, but I cannot go to the store and buy it. I don't have any margin. I'm glad to give you, I thought you were going to say, I'm glad to give you 20 names of people you can ask. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. But like if they're, if they're saying, well, we need everybody to bring a snack for such and such when I know in reality, they're going to have way more food than they actually needed. Yeah. And I'm going to say, listen, if somebody needs to buy something, I will give you 20 bucks. I will send you the money for it, but I cannot go out and do it because I don't have any margin in my day because my kids have to be priority. And so for whatever that season is, it might look like you have a new placement that comes into your home and for six or eight weeks, you just put aside anything extra. You have your kids that are doing outside activities. You, you arrange carpools for them to ride with somebody else. You arrange for grandma to come and pick them up. You have your friend who's got a kid on the same soccer team, or you just say, we're not doing it this season, right? Because we have to find those moments. We have to find that time. It's not optional, because things will yeah. never get better. And and oftentimes I find this, you know, I mean, I remember talking to a mom one time and she was just telling me about how just, you know, things were just so bad and so awful in their, in their home and some of the really big struggles they were having with this child that they had adopted. And I said to her, I said, you know, we've got this class that's coming up. I'd really love for you to join us. My, like, no cost to you. 
if you need the books, I've got, you know, it was like they, you had to buy a few books for it. And I said, I've got the books for you. I will hand them to you. You can use them. Here's when it meets. Here's when it starts. It's, you know, two hours a week. You know, it's not, it's just for a season. And she must have given me 10 reasons why they couldn't fit that in. Mm, Yet she just spent an hour telling me how terrible things were and she didn't think she could go on. But she wasn't willing to give up choir at church, volunteering for Awanas. Um, You know, all of the things that she was doing, there was none of them that she was willing to give up to invest in the relationship. And so sometimes we have to look at it from that perspective and say, look, I might have to, it's not forever. It's just for now. Yeah. Um, and we might have to do that. Um, the second thing is figuring out what proactive strategies you can do with all of your kids together to yeah. begin teaching as a group. It, it might not be that you have all this one-on-one time. Ryan is really good at taking the kids, um, one-on-one whenever he runs an errand like when I run an errand I'm like I'm leaving I'll be back and Ryan's like will you be home for dinner and I'm like maybe maybe you know like <laughs> right, he's Red always Kayla. like <laughs> sorry sorry <to> interrupt. <laughs> Red and Kayla yeah. out for the second time sorry Kayla I'm reading out for the second oh, time dear. tonight uh recently she left <laughs> to go get a massage and she says you know self-care self-care is important Yep. Um, yes, and, I and, needed and, it. Well, no, but and I want to loop back to that in just a second. But so self care is important. So she's like, look, it's been a stressful week. Um, I made an appointment to go and get a massage, uh, and I said, what time? She said six thirty. And so because experience makes you wise, I said, how long is your massage? And she said, oh, it's just an hour. I'll be done by seven thirty. So I said, okay. So you know, if we, you know, shouldn't expect you home for dinner, but expect you home around eight or whatever. Yeah. Well. And uh, about nine, she walked in the door and I'm like, and I'm, babe, um, if you tell me you're going to be gone for an hour and then I like, I text you and I'm like, uh, where are you? And then there's no response. I either assume that something bad has happened or you've just run away. And so, um, and so, you know, a little communication would be great. She said, oh, I'm so sorry. My phone was like in the bottom of my purse. I know, Chris, you're real surprised that somebody's wife's phone was in the bottom of her purse. Uh, and, um. And I said, well, what were you doing? She goes, oh, I was just standing talking to the massage therapist. She didn't have any more clients today. <laughs> we had a really nice talk. <laughs> but yeah, no. Okay, so oh, he's please continue. Out, totally. Please but continue. even if I like, I mean, like, clearly I couldn't take a child with me to go get a massage because they'd have to sit in the waiting room and that would just be, you know, That's like. Fair. That's fair. I can't fair. do that. That's bad parenting. But I could take them with me to the grocery store and I usually choose not to. I actually try and sneak out of the house most of the time before they notice because somebody's going to ask to go with me. And I'm, I'm like, like, where is the mom? They're like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, I'm texting from the car, ran to the grocery store. Nobody saw me walk out the door. Right? <laughs> but Ryan is so good. Like he's like going to run to the store to get something. And so he'll say, Hey, I'm going to the grocery store. And he'll ask one of the kids, do you want to ride with me? And then he'll take them to the grocery store. Most of the time he buys them a candy bar while they're there. They have good conversations. Um, Sometimes they run through like the drive-thru and get like a hot chocolate at Starbucks. Or, you know, sometimes they do little detour trips. And he comes back and he's like, (coughs) he's like, "We we ran to the dollar store, you know. 
we just had to go get a few things. And he's always so good about taking them and getting that one-on-one time with them. And it's very simple. I just always end up being like the, I just want to get out of the house for a few minutes with nobody (laughs) asking me any questions. Right. And I get that. Um, but that's, that's okay, though, easy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, I think it's okay. No, no, no. I, I do. I do want to. <laughs> I, I, I do. I do want to. I do want to just just say that that's okay because, um, because 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 number one, it was kind of fun just to, to just to have a laugh at your expense as a group here. <laughs> uh, but number two, I think the reason that people that people don't say no to all of the volunteer requests to all of the the soccer and the hockey and the uh, the baseball and the football and all those things and um, uh, the reason we don't say no to those things is the exact same reason that we don't go to the grocery store by ourselves because we think that somehow taking care of ourselves is a selfish act mm. and yeah. that is a mistake right uh, and and particularly when we're talking to a Christian audience um, the only verse in the Bible that people seem to, to think of in acts of service is when Jesus said, you know, take up your cross daily and follow me. Yeah, it's in, that's in the Bible, absolutely. But there are a lot of other things in the Bible that Jesus says about following him. My yoke, what my burden is easy and my yoke is light. My yoke, yeah, my burden is easy and my yoke is light. Uh, in Mark chapter four or five, uh, one of those two chapters in the Mark, um, he's teaching, the crowd gets big, he gets in the boat, makes a minor adjustment, but doesn't check out. And then when he's done, you get to the end of that chapter, he says, come, let us go to the other side of the lake. So, 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 so taking a minute to catch your breath was not only taught by Jesus, it was modeled by Jesus. And so, yeah. and so, and so if you feel any kind of guilt to not, about not being constantly busy and not being able to say, you know what, for this season, my kids need me more and I can't really do, do, do the, um, do the whatever here, then I, then I think that, that, you know, if you need permission from anybody, I think that Ryan and Kayla and Chris are giving you permission to kind of take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I use the example of you taking the kids to the grocery store because I really feel like the grocery store, um, and, and just those little, those little few minutes of time with our kids, we think it's insignificant. Yeah. But my kids love going to the store with dad. Not because he always buys them stuff. Not because he always takes them places. He does often do those little things. But they love going on an errand with him. They will stop what they are doing and say, please, daddy, can I go with you? Because they love spending time with him. And that is the the beautiful thing about finding those moments, because Mm. even in a large family, Ryan can find, you know, five minutes every day to take a kid to the store with, I mean, it's obviously it's not five minutes, but you know what I mean? He can, he can run an errand just about any day. He can go, he'll go pick something up or he'll go to run to the grocery store or whatever. And you take a different kid with you each time. And there you've gotten this opportunity to spend time with these kids one-on-one. And, you know, yeah, maybe you have to make it fun and you have to do something a little bit more novel. But when we're trying to figure out how do we do this when we have lots of kids, um, we've got to make sure 
that we're not just waiting for that big thing like, oh, we're going to start doing donuts with dads. Like we've been guilty of that. Like so many times trying to have these big grand things that are going to be these connection moments and we're going to make them so amazing and wonderful. And then we're going to plan it out and we're going to have a rotation of which kid does what. And hey, maybe you're great at that. We're not great at that. And we've tried it so many times. And then it just is like one kid gets to have donuts with dad on Sunday and then, you know, the next week something comes up and the next week something comes up and then everybody feels slighted because only one kid got to have donuts with dad and we thought it was right. going to be a weekly thing or whatever. So yeah. we can't we can't wait to have that oh my gosh, this is going to be our plan of how we're going to rotate and do these special one-on-one time and all this stuff. It's great if you can plan those things. But we can't overlook those little moments that we can steal where we can take that one kid and we can spend a few minutes with them and we can connect with them. And don't always pick the one that's really the most fun to go with. Pick the kid that's the hardest. Pick the kid that you don't necessarily want to go with you because they're going to touch everything in the store. (laughs) But, you know, if it's one-on-one, you can have that better opportunity to connect with them. So I I know what I'm... We could go on forever on this topic, I think. I think what I'm hearing from you, Kayla, is don't be so don't beat yourself up for not being so intentional to carve out time, but rather look for opportunities to connect in the everyday mundane things we're already doing. Absolutely. Yeah, yep. I mean you have to maximize take- Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say yeah, we have to maximize the time, which is yep. which is the largest the point that Kayla like like don't wait for the moment to arrive, you've got to make the current moment you have the moment. Right. Um, right. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, I, I know you said give us the wrap it up thing, but you know what happens, Chris? When when I take the kids with me to run errands, the kids now come to me and like my nine-year-old says, Dad, can we go for a walk? Hmm. And then we go mm-hmm. for a walk together. And, and, so, and so now she's proactively reaching out to her daddy and that just makes me really happy. I'll stop talking. <laughs> I was going to say something. I think the thing that popped into my head, because, yeah, I know we've got to finish this and wrap this up, but I really, the thing that I am guilty of, too, that kind of popped into my head as you're saying, you know, make the most of every moment is we have these little devices that we carry around with us, you know, that have social media on them and have our email on them and have text messages on them. And oftentimes we have the opportunity to spend time with our kids as we are waiting in the line at the pharmacy. But instead we're on social media and our kids are in the back on their device or maybe even sitting next to us on their device. Um, Or, you know, we have those moments. So use them, be, figure out how am I going to use those little bits and time that I find throughout the day, how am I going to be more intentional about putting my phone down and saying, you know what, I've got 10 minutes in the pickup line at school where I've got my four-year-old in the back seat. So we're going to do silly, you know, silly songs with Larry on the, on the wow. you know, radio or whatever, you know, we're going to start singing. Or, I know. I it's love a blast of the past. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like our kids love to be silly and play and have fun with us. And we've got them strapped in the back seat in the car seat. 
they're like a captive audience yeah. for us to connect with. But we're checking social media because we're like, ah, oh, I've got just 10 minutes in the car. But use that time. You know, we don't, my teenagers want to sit in the front seat with headphones on and listen to their music. I'm like, hey, I'm not your chauffeur. Let's <laughs> chat. What can we talk about? Tell me something, you know, let's have a conversation instead of you sitting with your headphones on listening to your musicals, you know? So anyhow. That's well, now I feel kind of it. I, I feel it might be inappropriate to plug our social media channels since we just talked about how you need to not pay attention to social media and pay attention to your kids. You know, I, but uh, I respect I respect that, Chris. Let's let's as a show of solidarity with the episode, not plug our social media channels on this one. Okay, then I'll completely disavow all that nonsense that I usually have at the end of the episode and just but say, only for hey, this episode. You got any questions? Feel free to email them to us at info at onebighappyhome.com. We'd be happy to <laughs> perhaps talk about those questions on the air like we did with this one. I will play over. Go ahead and plug subscribing to the podcast if you're not already. If you're not already done so, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're also on Spotify. All you have to do, search for the Empowered Parent Podcast. Hit that subscribe button. And if you feel so led, we'd love to have a review left in any of those locations. As always, the Empowered Parent Podcast is committed to helping adoptive, foster, and kinship parents through connecting, correcting, and empowering principles. Thanks for listening. <laughs>